Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. No jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here at 420. Coincidentally, what look at the clock. Time. Look at the clock, Goblin. Wow. Well, wow. 421 now, but uh, still, I'm impressed. Still. Wow. It's like serendipity. It's a sick clock. This shit has temperature and everything. Goblin is in the building. Yes, it does have the temperature, which is kind of weird. You're tripping a- me out sometimes. <laughs> you know, because you feel like you know how you feel about the temperature. Yeah. Sometimes I look at that and I'm like, damn, that's You get hot. reminded and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, feel I shouldn't that. be comfortable in 78 degree yep. Yep. temp. I feel that. And I don't want to interrupt the podcast to be like, put the AC on. Yeah. I mean, I feel like out here, the, there's no humidity. I, I'm wearing hoodies when it's like 80 out here. Right. I love it. But people know? are just adjusted to the insane heat. So like in LA, it is a very common experience. I realized this when I moved here and it was okay. kind of shocking to me that I would like go to the skate park and there would be like a Mexican kid wearing a black hoodie when it's 100 degrees <laughs> out with a fucking bong and he's just ripping fucking bong yeah. rips just hanging out at the skate park seemingly oblivious to the fact that it's 100 degrees yeah very That's, common thing to see at the skate park I could out. never do that I mean when it comes to humidity I go to Miami a lot mm. I sweat my ass off down there right I can't do it anything past like 85 with some humidity I'm gone go to Vegas in like July I would never Terrible. You could suggest it. I'm not doing that I'm outside shit. <laughs> smoking a blunt after Tana Manju's wedding for some reason, her fake wedding. Which I, I remember some, seeing that. Flew to Vegas. That's how much of a cloud-chasing loser I was. That I flew to Vegas <laughs> to see her and Jake Paul get fake married. And then I'm like outside trying to smoke a wood, and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and it's still so unbearably hot that I could like barely light the thing. It's yeah, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> so how was that wedding in person? Because I remember I watched a lot of that online. Being there, it was pretty clear that it was fake, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, even from the videos, you could definitely pick up on it. So yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Was it fun, at least? That was all right, you know. Fuck yeah. Cloud shit. Good enough. You do yeah. anything like that? <laughs> um, Not really, no. I, I don't think I've been to any serious shit like you that. You went to a you know? fucking high times party last night that made you sound like a real networker. Yeah. I mean... I always try to go to that stuff whenever I get the opportunity because mm-hmm. it's like maybe I'll bump into someone there, you know. Um, and I totally misunderstood what the event was when mm-hmm. I when I read the email. It said cocktail attire. So I'm at the store looking for like a belt because all I brought was literally like a shirt like this and this one, two pairs of shorts. That's it. I leave tomorrow morning, you know. You're a casual so, kind of guy. Yeah. Casual yeah. Fridays. I'm not trying to put on a suit. I mean, someone didn't die. Like, I'm not wearing a suit. You're you know? not going phase rug on them and just getting a bunch of Gucci hoodies or no, anything? No, no, never. I mean, I, dude, half my shirts are from like Old Navy, bro. I don't care, uh-huh. you know. Um, I respect that. I mean, it is what it is, you know. Right. When I was younger, I feel like I used to care more about like the brand, but... As I've gotten older, it's like, you know, if that shit looks cool, I'll rock it. But isn't your brand like real life Charlie Brown, basically? Like, you're kind of <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not really trying to look like you're fucking yeah, Mr. Yeah. Fucking Rico Suave, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right on that one. You're right <laughs> no on offense, that one. No offense. I mean, no, I understand you. You're, you're right. You're playing into the, the, the nerd gimmick, if yeah, anything. Like, 100%. look, I'm just a dude who does drugs in the small yeah. town. Check it out. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I get comments pretty much every day that are just like, this dude doesn't look like he does this shit. Or they'll be like, oh, he's he's bullshitting. Look at this guy, you know? Mm. there was. It's kind of funny. There was some guy, I was in my Instagram DMs, 
And there was some guy, he's been DMing me like probably twice a month for like six months. Just mm-hmm. like, I know your ass gets taxed, you fucking nerd. Like, just like sending a paragraph <laughs> about that. Like, and gets, I, gets I open charged a lot for drugs. Yes, yes. Right. And like, I, I just laugh every time I see it because he messages me so often. It, it's like once every two weeks. I love it. Wow. It's a it's an occasion. But yeah, I get that a lot. And, you know, I, I feel like it kind of go, goes to show like, anyone can do drugs you know it's not really about what you look like i mean i some of the people who i've done the most drugs with are like some weird looking motherfuckers you know Mm. i mean sometimes they're the cool people one time i remember a a cop was giving me a hard time back in the day on my bike and you know you're kind of making small talk with the cop or whatever and the cop ended up saying that you could tell when there's people doing drugs because you'll see all kinds of different people specifically different races all (laughs) kicking it together yeah and so I'm a young kid, and he's telling me this, and I've been forced to kind of think about that for the rest of my life. And sure enough, it really is true. Like when you see a bunch of bums huddled together and they're all smoking crack, yeah, bunch of white guys, black guys, Mexican, whatever. You know, this is a shared interest that demands yes. resources. They will gladly pool yep. their energies. They'll do what they got to do for it. Right. I, I don't think my friend group has ever been more diverse than like at the peak of my drug use. You know, mm. really. So, yeah, it is. That you is wander facts. into a crack house and you could definitely find a good variety oh, yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. Good variety of people. And as long as you bring a little bit of money or drugs, right. you're good friends with all of them. Okay. Back you to know? the High Times party? Yeah. So, <laughs> you I, did this uh, with Yola, too, where you got uh, super distracted every five seconds. <laughs> it's just the way it goes, man. I um. So, I thought it was cocktail tire, but on in an Instagram story, there was some dude there in like a t shirt and sandals, you know? So, I'm like, oh, dude. We could just go there, you know? We could just put our clothes down and leave. Like, let's just go to the event. Right. So, and it's a weed party. You can be yeah, wacky, right? I'm, I'm figuring, like, oh, dude, we're going to get stones. We're going to have a bunch of weed. Like, who cares? You know, they're all going to be baked. and No one's going to care. So we go to this event, and it's in a pretty nice venue, mind you. And we get inside, and everyone is, like, head to toe. Like, tuxedo shit. Like, not even just a nice shirt. Like, they have ties. They have suit jackets. So like, you look like you're doing a prank. Yeah, I look like... <laughs> I mean, like... We, <laughs> I, I looked like I was up to no good in there. I was so out of place. And there was a few scattered people who were kind of the same. But it was, like, one in every 50 people, you know? Like, right. it, it was it was crazy. So right off the bat... I'm uncomfortable in there, but I'm still thinking, like, you know, they got to have some weed or something. Were you it's a shunned? high times event. You were shunned. I wouldn't say I was shunned, okay. but... Unshunned. No one really spoke to us. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, not a lot of eye contact. But, dude, you know? this is the new face of the weed world because uh, a couple weekends ago, I went and did a sit-down panel interview with Gary Vaynerchuk, uh-huh. and it was part of this whole Green Street weed festival thing. And you can't smoke weed in the yeah, fucking area it, where we're doing the interview. It's so crazy. Like, the, the weed world nowadays is suits. It, it suits and ties, you like know? Like Silicon Valley type shit. It's crazy. We're, we're the in marketing there. is not, like, camouflage and tie-dye no, and fucking no, crossbones no. and shit. No, it's, like, slick polish. It looks like yeah. the fucking Twitter graphic designer yeah, put together like, the branding. They're advertising to, like, Wall Street, you know? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Whole new world. Um, and there's no weed in there. Like, there's nowhere to get any weed. It's like an afterthought. Yeah. There's three bars in there, mind mm. you. Three open bars. And they're walking around with waitresses giving you food, but there's no weed. Like, And it's also weird because it feels like they see most of the business opportunities yes. in pens mm-hmm. and even pre-roll joints and stuff like that. So exactly. like, for me, 
I'm somebody where if you hand me an ounce of flour, I'm geeked. Thank Exa- you. Yes. We're best I'm friends. I'm so excited. I'm going to fucking put my arm around you and take yep. a photo gleefully. Yep. If you give me a pen, it's kind of like, realistically, I left there with a fucking gigantic sack of shit. Yep. And I gave it to my friend. And I was just like, you got it. <laughs> you know, that's just where I'm at. Dude, I did, a, I did a stash and dash in a parking lot behind my hotel last uh-huh. time I was here. And I, uh, I dumped like probably like a half ounce of flour and like five or six grams of rosin and in like a like a plastic bag mm. and tweeted the location and like i was sitting there for a good like five ten minutes watching from like across the street okay and no one was there and i was like dude i don't know if anyone's gonna show up and then all of a sudden two cars come into the parking lot and like at three, the same time yeah at the <laughs> same time this kid jumps out the back seat this other group of kids comes running from around the corner on mm. foot and they're all like scattering around the parking lot and this kid fucking finds it dude and i was laughing so hard because the the security guy came outside mm. of the of the hotel and thank god i had checked out at this point mm. I, I don't know why i decided to do it at the hotel i was staying at right but like you were continuing to stay there after that no i left thankfully oh, okay. so I, I figured like what they're not i mean they're like security guy walks out some guy says goblin put something here the guy's not gonna know what the fuck's happening right. you know they don't i mean care. you're kind of at that that level of fame too where you're like not really worried about people killing you no yeah. no i don't i don't think i'm you know gonna be at that point you haven't you got know. to that crazy stalker Logan <laughs> no, Paul level. no yeah. definitely not um and it also helps that i live in bumfuck illinois right you know um a lot less people out there mm. but no, yeah, I did this stash and dash, and the security guard comes out, and he's, like, he's like yelling at the kids in the parking lot and shit. There's, like, probably, like, 10, 15 kids running around the parking lot. I'm mm-hmm. like, holy shit, dude. Right. Probably going to do another one tomorrow, actually. Do you live how far from Chicago? Um, Like, two hours south. How often do you go there? Um, To Chicago? Right. Pretty often. Mm. I'd say, I mean, my mom lives up there. I go visit her. Uh, I also just like going up there. That's you the know? local big city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, if Illinois didn't have Chicago, we would be like a like an Arkansas tier state. And so you're not involved with a Chicago gang war? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Just wanted no, to check. Absolutely not. No. Uh, I could hook you up with my boy Shoebox, baby, if you ever want to visit one of the most treacherous hoods out there. We could definitely send Goblin to O-Block. He'll take I mean, good care of you. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do it. That'd be Let's sick. do it. You and Shoebox, Import me. Send me in. You'll have enough stories for fucking 10 oh, videos I'll after make, that. Yeah. I'll make a series. Every detail. I'll make a series. So I go to the corner store. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I noticed about you because like, you're literally telling Goblin in that, that first podcast that you guys did together. You're Or you're telling Yola. Sorry. Uh-huh. That must have been weird for you to... Okay. Yeah, uh, I was a little confused at first there. No, that's <laughs> you're telling him the story about the drive the uber driver on the way to the airport to go do that interview and i look at the time and it's like 25 minutes in by the time you get done yeah. telling that story yeah i mean i, I mean know, that, you have you have a knack for it a lot of people lack that sometimes it just happens i mean i just i, I feel like i kind of lose track of time when i'm talking about shit mm-hmm. you know um and you just bob and weave and go in a million different directions but it's a real skill because like so many people can do it just in regular conversation, you know, yeah. you just sit around with you for eight hours. But then to do it on a podcast and actually have the shit that you're talking about be coherent and interesting yeah. is kind of a different skill. To be able to do it on Twitch or like you where you're just kind of sitting by yourself recording to me is also a very impressive, unique skill set where you're just kind of reacting to the chat or just yeah. talking off the top of your head. That's really impressive yeah, to I me. appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. I mean, I... um. I feel like when I've been doing it for a long time, you know, I started making videos when I was a kid. Mm. I was like probably 12 and I was just like playing Call of Duty and shit, you right. know? Um, and I, I didn't really like tell stories, you know, I, I kind of sucked at it. But I feel like it's mainly just because I've been doing this shit for so long, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I've been making like at least 
drug-related videos since I was like 15. But you always know what you're going in for when you uh, start to record a video. You, are, you always know what yeah, the tales yeah, are be. Yeah, I mean, usually I... So the way I've kind of done it over the years is whenever like something happens mm. um, and it's memorable, like I won't like instantly take note of it, but like I have a, I have a little notepad file on my computer mm -hmm. where I'll just sit down and I'll be like, yeah, I should make the video about that. If I still remember it like a few days later, then it was, you know must be good enough for a video if it was like a fun time or you know something wild that i did um so i just kind of i'll pick something out of there you know and be like hey that was a really good time i could make a good video out of that mm. uh and just go in from there it's interesting because i feel like that's how a lot of youtubers start is a lot of youtubers start by telling all their craziest stories yeah and i, I say that i see that with girls where they'll like start a youtube channel and it's like I dated Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, see, that's not the way to I do it. I dated Blueface. You, you can't. Know? You can't do that at the start because you don't have that traction. You know, mm. you gotta. You gotta kind of. Um you know, be be strategic a bit. But it's like if you put Blueface's name in the title, that's like an easy, you know, attention grab for them for sure. right there. But then also I see it with guys where like even some of my early YouTube videos, I was just talking about some fight I got in back in the oh, day. Yeah. It just stood out to me. It was like a crazy ass story. When I look back on it, some of it feels kind of cringe because it's just like, who cares? Like, Yeah, fuck I you. remember when I was, uh, this was years ago, I got in an argument with Keemstar on Twitter. So I, I made like a, dude, I, I made the banger video out of that. What was the beef? about so he had a friend who um he for some reason i have shit thumbnails it's not like they're good right i okay. mean uh they're pretty simple they're easy to make you could do them in paint if you really wanted to mm -hmm. you know um he does his thumbnails and, in paint i believe yeah yeah they're not they're not good either um but one of his friends who makes videos took one of my thumbnails and someone like tweeted it at me this is back when i had like less than 100k subs you know i was mm -hmm. way smaller um so i tweeted at the dude and i was like i didn't realize keemstar knew this guy they were like close friends and at this point he wasn't even involved yet but i tweeted at the guy and i was like yo dude um could you take down my thumbnail like you know i don't know why you used it and he replied with some some dumb shit he was like oh i found it on google you know I'm, that means i can use it like all that and i was like you know i i tweeted he was like being an asshole about it mm -hmm. you know like he it, he wasn't like just being normal he was being particularly rude about it so and he like, had a lot of views or he was a big not a lot of no, views okay. i mean he had like 60k subs around the same okay. amount as me at the time right. um so i mean to me a good amount of views at the time right um worth acknowledging yeah for sure so i uh we, we got in, like a little back and forth on twitter and i like flagged his video for stealing my thumbnail and i expected him to just take off the thumbnail like they normally do when that happens but they gave his channel a strike mm. so then keemstar got in because i tweeted back at him with, like a screenshot of the report and okay. i was like yeah get fucked you know <laughs> um and keemstar replied and he's like you better take down that fraudulent strike i'll be contacting my youtube reps today you know mm -hmm. um which i i just didn't really care you know nothing I mean, happened no nothing happened right. I, I didn't get i didn't get in any trouble for that because it was a legitimate report you right know? i actually didn't know you could get a strike on youtube for that i didn't think thumbnail. they would give you a strike i right. thought they would just take the thumbnail off because i mean they've taken my thumbnails off my videos plenty of times right you know and i've never gotten a strike for that mm. but i <laughs> that surprised me you've done thumbnails that were too racy yeah yeah sometimes i uh, guess i have too i mean specifically I, with boobs do you remember that period like the the whole period where they were just terminating channels left right and center probably like yeah. 2016 2017 mm. so i had to take down like probably 100 something videos really? back then yeah they I took told down, you or you just no i just i knew be safe I, I yeah i i was better safe than sorry but you could just point. change i feel like with you you could just change the titles right if the title is i smoked crack <laughs> then yes that's going to be a, a clear target but if you're yeah. making a video and you just so happen
happened to say real quick in the video and so and then we're smoking crack and you know maybe if you kind of even avoid like being super explicit with words that seem yeah. like they would be clear targets for the algorithm I don't know. I mean, I feel like that could kind of... I feel that. I, I mean, the way I go about it is I prefer to just remake those videos. I mm -hmm. have like a vault. Okay. I have them all saved on a hard drive. The mm -hmm. ones I deleted back in the day, I still have them. Um, so I can just kind of remake them. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of the route I take because right. like they're so old at this point, this point. Like I wasn't... I feel like I wasn't as coherent in my videos back mm -hmm. then. So I might as well redo them. But it's crazy when you think about like Yola just not making any money i guess on youtube yeah, over the years yeah but like it's weird because he's someone who kind of like very specifically branded his channel as being yes. a weed channel so he was for a sure. clear target for them same thing with custom grow 420 i'm sure he got his shit nuked yep. and everything oh he you, did when he you did. look at no jumper i mean on probably almost every episode probably 85 percent of episodes someone's yep. smoking weed but yeah. we don't use weed in the tags. We're almost never going to be using it in the title. You're not advertising. We're barely it. talking about it. You know, there has we've definitely had videos age restricted where like there's a pound on the table. Yeah, that's something I've kind of learned from. Yeah. I've learned to try yeah. to keep it out of the first five ten minutes. You definitely. know, so feel free to light up whenever you awesome. feel like it. Um, but yeah, that is that's a crazy thing because he posted on a story the other day. Yola, he said, "I missed out on. I think he said three million dollars." Yeah. That he would have made on YouTube all if he his, had been monetized, all monetized this whole views, time. Yeah. yeah. You want one of these? I'm okay. I need all to right. back on my shit. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. You probably got all kinds of weird Illinois wax in there, huh? No, this is a, this is Stizzy. Okay. You got no. that out here? You already yeah. hit a dispo? They just brought it to me today. They uh they dropped it off. I'm doing a video for them. Oh, nice. So they, um, they showed up at the hotel and just gave me a little box with some cool shit in it. Oh, that's so, dope. Yeah. Um, do you have a lighter? Sure. Fuck yeah! Thank you. Is weed weed is legal in Illinois now? Mm -hmm. So you recreational got and medical. So you got dispensaries that you go to out there, or do you buy it from a? I don't really go to the. Guy? I don't really go to the dispensaries out there. I, right. I get my weed here. I can count the number of times I bought weed at a dispensary on one hand, probably. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, I got. I'll have a guy pull up. I just almost set myself on fire with that. You see that? As long as you don't get the mic. If you set yourself on fire, lighting a joint... That's a me problem. I mean, that that's just a viral clip for the that ages. Is. I'll be talking Look, about that yeah, 10 oh, years I should have held now. it a little closer. That would have been a fair Boom, trade. passed out and smashed his face on the wall, and I'm still getting asked <laughs> about it in every interview. I'm pretty sure I saw that clip, actually. Yeah, everybody on Earth saw it. It was like the, one of the biggest things that ever happened to us. But that, it's weird what becomes viral, because we had a fucking OnlyFans girl talk about how she got her Instagram taken, so she went on LinkedIn and started fucking Facebook employees. I and saw so you one tweeting them, about that. Right, and that, yeah. that went so fucking viral. It's on every <laughs> site, just from her telling this one tale, which I believe her, but also she could have made that up if she had just thought of it and thought, I oh, mean, this was would she, be viral. Was she actually getting her accounts back, though? I guess, but I think she might have. I think she already lost it since this happened, which I uh, felt bad for her even when she was telling the story because I was thinking in my head. That shit I'm like, if you, you tell this story, you're asking to get your Instagram deleted again. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And to never be able to get it back because the fucking they're going to consider you a real existential threat after that. Yeah, for sure. No, they're never approving any of her appeals. Right. She's done for. What's uh? What's your dating life like right now? I'm in a relationship. I have a girlfriend. For how long? Uh, almost a year now. Okay. Like How'd you meet her? 10, 11 months. Not at the crack um, house? No, not okay. at the crack house. It's kind of funny, actually. She um, Not in the drug world in general? I, it's kind of funny, actually. I met her through Twitter. Okay. So um, she, uh, she like, watched my videos, and I did a giveaway one time, uh -huh. and, like, she just so happened to win it. So, like, I DM'd her, and I was like, yo, you know, what's your info? I was like... So you know, an attractive giveaway? woman just so happened to win the giveaway. Yeah, now we're dating. Did you use a, like, randomizer to choose the winner, or yeah, did you just... Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
I'm not accusing you of uh, fudging the rules here. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, there's like a little bit of a stigma around fucking your fans. Well, also, so... How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't necessarily... If she's like of age and, you know... Yeah. I don't see a problem with it. I think it gets weird because you see a lot of influencers who talk to girls who aren't. And that's that's kind of where the weird part comes in. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, if your fans are like 18, 19 for sure, and you're like 37. Yeah, yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah, she's 22. I'm 23. But it, so. it's like I feel like the stigma around fucking fans. Like, I mean, if you're future and you got all these like grown ass women loving your music, I mean, of course, you're going to end up fucking well, fans. Yeah. You yeah. find me a woman who's not a future fan. And I mean, I, I think it's a little different for me, at least. I mean, it's not like I'm going around like hooking up with fans and shit. It, you know, I mean, she's like the one that I, you know, spoke to a little bit. Worked out. How you know? far she live away from you? Um, she lived in Florida for a while, but she's moving in with me like actually next week, pretty much. Wow. Um, how so, much time concurrently have you spent with her? Are you worried at all a that, lot. that I, her moving in is going to explode in your face? Not really, because I'm in Florida. I mean, she comes with me to most of my trips out here okay. um, and other places, too. I go down to see her like once a month. Okay. You know, I'm down there a lot. Uh, and it kind of works out well because I have a lot of people that I work with that are down there, too. Mm. So, you know, like I um, I know a guy who does glass down there that I talk to. I go down there and hang out with him. Um, there's, there's a lot of other people in Miami that I know. How encyclopedic of, of, was her knowledge of your content when you met her? It was very impressive, actually. Really? So on my Twitch streams, uh, do you stream on Twitch at all? I play poker on Twitch a bit. You know the whole like it. channel points thing? Yes. So uh, I had a thing where if you got enough channel points, you could redeem like a, like a Twitter follow, mm. right? And she had like, she was one of the first people to have enough points for that. Okay. I found out like later because like she, one day she like told me your Twitch name and I was like, that was you? Like, mm. Yeah. That so she she has a very good knowledge of my content for sure. Okay, and so when you meet a girl though, does she like let's do drugs? No, she doesn't do that shit actually at all. She drinks and she smokes and she does acid and that's it. How much acid are you doing? Not that much nowadays. Really, you I, slow uh, down. I trip once every like two three months. Okay, uh, it's nothing like it used to be. I mean, when I was younger, I would I would trip multiple times a week. Mm. You know, I would go through these phases where I would go up and down with my drug binges and. I would always be doing a different drug, but I'd be doing shit every day. So, like, right. if it was acid, I'd be tripping every two, three days, you know? Uh -huh. If it was coke, I mean, every day, all day, you right. know? I mean, it's weird because there's a lot of different types of drug addicts. And yeah. when I'm listening to you talk to Yola, it's kind of like, wow, this guy's a very different type. He's the kind of guy who's getting fucked up. But kind of like in an intellectual way where he's like, you know, sort of probing the inside of his brain. He's, <laughs> he's, he's very thoughtful about it. And then he's making content about it. In it's, a it's, sense. It's a different look than like a lot of the people I know who are fucking just wilding out on drugs. It's kind of like they're just stuck. They're like, oh, they, they sure. don't realize what's happening to them. They don't realize how fucked up and sad their life is, you know. And I think when I was younger, it was kind of like that, you know. Mm. I mean, it's not like I've. I feel like my drug use now is very different than it used to be when I was younger. Um, back in high school, I mean, I would I would do anything to get high. I mean, I would sell shit. I would, you know, steal stuff to get money for drugs. Um, it's not really like that anymore. Mm. You know, I, I feel... I mean, all I do nowadays is psychedelics. I take acid and I smoke weed, you mm. know? I drink occasionally, but... I haven't done coke in almost a year. Um, yeah. I haven't done Xanax in like almost a year. Because uh -huh. um, when I was listening to you on Yola and you're talking about like, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm all fucked up on coke getting in the Uber. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, 
Was okay. that my first one? Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah. It's like doing a bunch of coke before you get in the Uber to get on the plane is pretty wild because it's like the maximum amount of time that doing a bunch of coke is going to make you actually feel coked up is maybe like a half hour probably. Yeah. So it's I, like, no, even if it's well, a short I, Uber ride, you're going to basically be sobered shit, up by I the time you get there. I bring to the airport. Right. So, I mean, I'd always have a little bit with me. So um, you would have what, like a little shooter thing? So you could just. So what I had is uh, I would take saran wrap. And I would roll up these thin little tubes, and I'd put them in cinnamon capsules. Um, And they'd still have a little cinnamon in them, so it would kind of coat the outside, and you couldn't really see it. Mm. And I'd just bring, like, you know, two or three capsules with me, have, like, not too much, maybe, like, a gram and a half, but enough Mm. to make me not really fiend for it. Okay. um, And bring that through. When your Coke was, your Coke usage was the worst, how much were you doing? Ooh. Ball a day? At my peak usage, yes. Uh, Not, like, every day back to back to back. I'd do, like, a ball, and then I'd have to kind of, like chill out do like you know a gram the next day right. um but bare minimum every day like probably gram and a half mm. you know um i i've had many eight ball days though so. right and what are many. you doing while you're fucking blowing through grams of coke uh are you the thing playing is, video games yeah it wouldn't prowling normally, the streets it wouldn't normally change what i did i just play games hang out with my friends i did coke pretty socially but the thing is like I wouldn't stop when I went home, you mm-hmm. know, all my other friends would, you know, stop doing blow and they'd, they'd go home and go about their life or whatever. And I just go home and keep doing it. Mm. You know, I, I went through a phase where like I spent all my money on Coke. Right. Um, I mean, back in 2019, you know, I, I didn't have very much money. I had a little bit saved up. I, I had a pretty good amount of money saved up. From like YouTube? Um, YouTube and just other stuff. I mean, I, I like to save. Uh, so back then I had like, Twenty thousand dollars, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. So a good chunk of change. You bought a brick? No, I didn't buy Coke all at once. (laughs) I I should have looking back. (laughs) Um, But throughout the next like two three months, including my income, I blew all of my money. Wow! Like I just went broke. Um, So by the end of my my binge that summer in like early September, I had like twenty bucks to my name. Wow! Like nothing. And was that? an eye-opening experience yeah, was that kind of sure. like rock bottom in a way for sure i i mean that and i also i i had a i had a time where i stayed up for three days just mm-hmm. getting geeked and it was like alone at my house the whole time right and i started like hallucinating and tweaking out and that that was towards the time where i also ran out of money mm. so it was kind of a combination of those things that made me like damn i had to slow down but what's it like being a content creator when you're doing that much coke I mean, I wasn't very good at it back then. Really? I, looking back at some of my videos I'd make when I was fucked up, mm. it's super funny to me because you can just hear it in my voice how fast I was talking. Right. I mean, I was like a fucking, I was like a machine gun, dude. I was just like spitting words, dude. Right. Um, but it, it also like, I wouldn't work very hard at it. I would just try to bang out a video as quick as I could to go back to doing whatever right. you know, I wanted to do. Because like when I'm coming in here to do like eight hours of interviews sometimes... Yep. I'll just be thinking, like, I could totally eat a half of Adderall or something <laughs> yeah. and just really, yeah. fi- you know, use that as the fire to, like, push me through this day. But I haven't I haven't done that in, like, I, probably 10 years at this point. I feel like when I'm on, like, when I would do coke, I would think I was more productive than I really was, mm. you know? So, like, I would think I was getting all this shit done. And then in reality, I made, like one half-assed video and sat there playing video games all day you know i think that's kind of like the the real thing is like people who are able to channel their drug usage into the arts versus people who 
allow their drug users to destroy them. So you yes. go downtown to Skid Row, you're going to see a lot of people who allow their drug users to absolutely, absolutely. destroy their life. Yep. You look at a lot of like, even I think about like movie directors in the 80s and shit who are fucking making all these crazy yeah. fucking ridiculous movies and they're doing insane amounts of coke. There are people who like were in the period of their drug use in which they were able to funnel it into creativity sure. and they did incredible shit with it. Yeah, plenty of plenty of people who are creatives have, have done drugs and done like some of their best work on them, you know? Yeah. But also there's plenty of creatives who have just ruined their lives with them. Right. You know? It's probably more common. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 probably like a good 20 to 80 ratio percent. I don't know. I would advise most people to just not even yeah. try the 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 dragon of Stick trying to, the to weed. maintain that. Yeah. Stick to the weed, honestly. I mean, it's it's something I've learned throughout my, my drug use. Weed's Stick really to the, the weed? Only, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, me too. I mean, I stopped doing everything at one point. Uh, yeah. I mean, acid is still a cool drug, but at the end of the day, it can still fuck with your mental, you know? Yeah, it's scared. not completely safe. Have you ever uh, you ever taken acid? I had a vlog that went very, very viral back in the day. Still, okay. still tons of people always comment, I've been watching you since you did acid in the woods that time. <laughs> it was oh, like, this sounds like a fun I'm, one. I'm out at the bar uh, with my friends, and, you know, we see one of our buds who sells drugs, and he's fucking got acid tabs, and he just... I forget. He was probably like five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever. Okay. Handed him the money, fucking got the acid, put it in my pocket, woke up the next morning after being drunk as shit and fucking took the acid and then proceeded to go out into the woods. But I mean, we're in Hollywood, so it's yep. like, not, yep. you know, there's like a lot of people around and shit. And it's like, you know, we're just marching through the woods. All of a sudden it starts to like feel really hard to be like hiking up this mountain. You know, it's like, yeah. holy shit. Like, doing cardio while the acid kicks in is fucking crazy i mean i bet your view was incredible though it was it was definitely we had a nice uh, view going at the time and then you know it starts hitting even more and it's hot yeah and the heat is you know the the feeling of it is fucking crazy and yeah then we went and found a little patch and we sat there for a couple hours and just talked about crazy shit that people still bring up to me all the time <laughs> my, one of my quotes was a. Uh, Casey Neistat makes, uh, no, wait, what was it? I said Jurassic Park is a vlog about dinosaurs. <laughs> like it's kind of facts. I'm, I'm so fucking done off this acid, and I'm like thinking about YouTube videos and thinking like, whoa, you could do anything in a in a video for YouTube, bro. Like Jurassic yeah. Park was just kind of like a YouTube <laughs> video, dude. I feel that. I feel that. I, I feel like whenever I'm tripping and I play video games, I almost get like sucked into it. You right. know, like I'm a part of the game. That's like, interesting. Would you recommend that? Because I could imagine oh, doing so acid fun. and playing it's Zelda. So fun. And just really just feeling it. Yeah, yeah. I I played uh I played Elden Ring mm. on on acid, and that shit was sick. Really, that shit was so much fun. Um, I always play games when I'm tripping. But what about like just roaming the streets and having your own real life adventure? How, oh, of course. You know? I mean, I've I've gone out and you know gone and done some dumb shit, driving around, walking around, and you know forest preserves, walking around neighborhoods, tripping. You know, um, but I mean. Oh, as I've gotten older, I've kind of slowed down on doing that kind of stuff, you know, because mm. it's kind of different when you get older. Right. Um, I feel like it's something I only did when I was young. And also, um, I, I always grew up in a pretty good area. So a lot roaming of cops around driving doing around, acid is kind roaming of around doing acid. Like, yeah, sure. Out. I remember um, me and my buddy, uh, my buddy Kyle, when we were younger, we would go by um, Rittenhouse. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, he uh, that's the guy who did the. Shots Kenosha shit, right? Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. 
He's I said, that name's so familiar. Yeah, that fucking dude. Yeah, he was thugging. <laughs> um, we see the letter? He, uh, we need an additional letter, actually. Josh, just throw me a... I've also got this one. A, a blicky. There we nice. Go. Oh, I got a white one, so we'll know who's is who. Nice. Perfect. Um, what the fuck are we talking about? I don't about? know. <laughs> I, I just lost Roaming it. Roaming the streets, I think, right? Yeah, some, but like there was some, I feel like there was like a sub... Category we of started that. Getting we, something else, yeah. I don't. I don't know what I was talking about. I just lost all of it. Um, yeah, acid's cool though. What about the Zans? Xanax. Xanax. That um, was my drug for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, loved it. I I go through phases, and I always talk down on it in my videos, but not because I like never do it. Because it's like it's so fucking like it's a demon. It's it's so good. Yeah. And it's so like addicting. Mm. It's so hard to kick. The I, first time I did it, I was like. Oh, this is it. Yeah. This is the drug. This I, is the drug that fixes the primary thing that has been wrong with me my whole life. Yes. Wow. Yes. It, it makes you feel just so like, so, I don't even know, almost like serene, you know, just like so calm. Um, you just start doing things and you're just floating through life yep. and everybody you meet is Nothing just Nothing is fine. a problem. Nothing's a problem. All of this anxiety and doubt that you've accumulated through your life gone. is just gone. Yeah. And then you crack a beer and all of a sudden you're just fucking rolling. Yeah. You get like, so much crazier. You're as soon two as you beers start deep and you're fucking slapped. You're like yeah. blackout drunk. Mm. I mean, Xanax is, is one that like, it's so cheap too. Like, yep. That shit, I mean... Listening to you made me realize how much... How all the shit off the dark web is just being pressed by people, which I didn't really ever think about the yeah. fact that that's, you know, that a script Pills is Pills are what you really got to test. Know. Pills are what you really got to test. You had a lot of friends die from fentanyl and shit? Um, I've had quite a few friends die from different shit. Mm. Um, one of my closest friends, he, uh, he used to do heroin, but he did opiates and he drank and he, like, died in his sleep, mm. which is fucked up. Uh, I have quite a few other friends who have died from drug-related stuff. Not, like, as close as that guy. Mm. Um, but, I mean, in general, like, everyone I know who still does the same kind of uh, drug use that we did when we were younger is, like, either dead or in jail. Right. You know? Like, I know very few people who are still doing that shit who are not in a very bad position right now and you here know? you are still dancing in the water trying to not get wet yeah yeah <laughs> doing what i can i mean i i kicked most of that shit a while ago but i i i go through my phases a lot right i haven't i i will say ever since i started my drug use this is honestly probably the least amount of drugs i've ever done this right. like period well i mean you have probably more money right now than you ever had right yeah for sure from youtube sure. and shit i would think that that probably because that's the problem for most people that i know is that you know they, they are just a regular person doing as much drugs as they can which isn't that much because they don't have any money yeah and then all of a sudden they get a big check from the label and it's like oh i can buy lean and perks every day when i first got uh some decent sized youtube checks and not anything crazy but i remember like um Back in even like 2018, 2019, you know, I would get um, like three grand a month, which at the time was sh a shitload of money to me, you know. At Early time, days of YouTube, you could pay rent. You're yeah, fucking geeked. Well, you could pay for your food. Like when you're kind of crossing those out off yeah, as yeah, your YouTube yeah. check grows and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't need a job anymore. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's how I was. I, I yeah. quit my job when I was making like jack shit for money, actually. Um, 
just because I got so excited making my first half decent check, I was like, I'm done. Right. I'm fucking, I'm doing YouTube forever. This and, is And it. looking back you know? on it, you're like, damn, I could have used that safety net. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Then, but it's also like, fuck, like when you're in the zone and you're just chasing your fucking passion with that yep. shit, it's the best yep. time in your life. It's so exciting. Once you get to the point where every extra 10 grand you make per month doesn't really change anything, yep. a lot less exciting. But yeah. when you're like ticking off things, like yeah. taking care of your expenses, that's a great time in your life yeah no it, it, it's such a like surreal feeling at that point you know when, mm. when you go from like you know just paying your bills to like you have some fun money mm. you know it's Coke definitely money. yeah that's how it was <laughs> for me at first i um as i started making more i just started buying hella drugs and i mean even uh around the beginning of last year i uh i was still in a pretty hard binge and i it wasn't really one drug that I was doing, you know? Mm. I was doing ketamine, I was doing Zans, I was doing Coke. Um, so I was dumping, like, shit load of money on that stuff. Right. Like, were, I, you, were you the type that could keep a war chest, or were you, oh, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> or would you have to, like, yeah. buy it, because you're no, going to do I, whatever you it, buy? When I, so when I started making, like, some decent money, I would have a fucking loadout. I mean, it was like I went and created a class on Call of Duty and made my drug loadout. Like, but that's a crazy feeling was, when you're looking at your little cabinet. Oh, it's, it's crazy. It makes me not even want to do it. I'm like, dude, look it's at so this. so beautiful. You, know? you want to take a picture. Yeah, you sit there. You're like, like, ah, it it's a brings, felony. Uh. It almost brings it to to your eye yeah. like you're like damn i fucking worked for this you know <laughs> it, it's such a surreal feeling and i i used to do that a lot i mean mm. i there was one point i bought like 250 zans and just sat on them mm. um i got rid of those i quit doing them i was like dude these are awful i got rid of them um having them that many zans around is a real recipe for disaster because yes. you can always invent just a reason in your head why you should take one. one yes like oh i got a little bit of a headache Oh, oh I'm, yeah. I'm a little stressed out. I can handle a little more. Yeah. You know, it would it would make me feel more stoned if I smoke this blunt and take one, you know? Uh, back in the day, I would have like a fan give me 10 Zans. And it would be <laughs> like during a period of time where I wasn't doing Zans, and then a fan would give me 10 Zans. And then magically, a, yeah. you know, a few days later, like, damn, I took all those Zans. Yeah. You just kind of like black out for a few days, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have very sporadic moments where you might remember something. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I feel like eventually with Zans, uh, to be fair, I, I wouldn't ever take an extreme amount of them. I would usually take one or two and mm. just chill out for the day. But I had instances where I took a shitload. Right. There's one time I took six of them, um, and I, I was, like, really barred out. And I took a bite out of my keyboard, like my space bar. I, like, I had, like, some candy on my desk, and I was, like, I just wasn't looking at what I was doing. And I was, like, trying to grab it, but I pulled my space bar off my keyboard instead. And I fucking took a bite of it. And I was, like, oh, shit. Dude. One moment when I realized the power of the Zans was when I woke up and my friend had this bag of fucking ruffles. Like, yeah. uh, like the biggest bag that they've ever made of ruffles. Like literally oh, like this yeah. tall, this wide. I fucking love ruffles. And I had a, a night where I was drinking and doing Zans. And I wake up in the morning and he's just in my room looking at me like, you <laughs> ate the whole bag? <laughs> He was like absolutely blown away that anybody ever could have eaten this many chips in a night. But the Xanax gave me that power. Yeah. I mean, Xanax does that, dude. I can eat fucking 
anything off the Zans. I feel like you don't have like a stomach capacity mm-hmm. off those. You it's know? insane. It's, you can I, eat oh. anything. I mean, I would go to fucking McDonald's, eat like 10 McChickens, just right. like plow through that I shit. I have like a know? normal night where, or a normal day where I ate salad or, or you know, some meat, whatever. Normal yep. food all day. Maybe I eat 2,000, 2,500 calories throughout okay. the day. And then the Xanax part of the night hits. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, it's I'm over. consuming 4,000 calories worth of 7-Eleven food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember for a while, I, um, I used to go like I would get barred out and I would go to this like Seven Eleven and I would get the fucking like sandwiches they have in there and just like the worst them. sandwiches. Yeah, known to like man. The, the fucking egg salad. You used to eat the egg salad, bitch. yeah, yeah. I yeah. just go in that bitch and grab it, and I'd be are, so. We have a long common, my friend. I mean, that was my poison for a long dude, time, dude. Yeah, because like deep <laughs> down, they're not the worst. You know? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is two pieces of bread with some stuff in between. Yeah. But yeah. I had many a night in Long Beach when I lived out there in which, you know, this is like pre-Postmates, pre-Uber Eats. So it's kind of like, you know, if you wanted to eat dinner. Yeah. And I'm not exactly rolling in cash. So, you know, Uber Eats is kind of expensive. Yeah. So many a night, my dinner would be me walking over to the 7-Eleven and getting like the egg salad sandwich. If the chicken wings looked even halfway digestible, I was fucking with those. Then yep, I started working. I started working with the hot dogs. Started working oh. with the the cheeseburger dogs. The fucking corn dogs. It's over with. <sighs> yep. It's absolutely done. Always for got it. a bag of cheese its to go pizza, with it. Pizza, I'm taking cheese its. Don't get pizza. Yeah. I like the white cheddar cheese its. I'm not gonna lie. The other day. I went to a fucking 7-Eleven yep. in the middle of the day and I got a piece of the pizza for the first time in like five years because I was, was just, that? I was dying of hunger. I felt the level of shame that I feel like I would feel <laughs> if I had sex with a homeless woman. Like, I, like I, I felt like I was slumming it by eating that pizza to a level that I was like, it see, was like a disgrace to my name, that's but it was so feel, good. That's how I feel with McDonald's. Right. I feel like McDonald's yeah. is garbage. I feel like such a sleaze bag when I eat it's that. It's like you know? hopping into in a in a time machine back to the time in my life when I had no self respect and yes. I thought this was a normal thing to eat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like going through the drive thru and getting like a McChicken. Yeah. You know? The drugs is good for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would do Coke and not eat for three days and then go eat like seven McChickens and like <laughs> two fries, you know? But, okay. <laughs> uh, you, you don't really know Coke until you don't eat for 24 hours. Yes, yes. And you don't think about it. Yeah. It never crosses your mind. I would have, I would sit and I would wake up, you know, after binging for a couple of days and I'd be sitting there thinking like, when was the last time I had something to eat? Right. And then. It's been like a day or two. I was in Vegas and we were doing so much coke. And I remember all my friends went to a diner and I went with them. And we had been up for probably 24 hours getting fucked up at this point. And they all ordered sandwiches and fries. And I'm looking at the menu and realizing that even though I haven't eaten for like an entire day, that I cannot eat anything. That there's nothing on this menu that looks even halfway appetizing. (laughs) And then my friend's food comes and I don't even want to steal a fry. Even the best food just looks like shit when you're coked up. Yeah. Like, it's just terrible. Nothing's appetizing. Right. I mean, I can eat, like, you know, some fucking ice cream. Right. You know, like, I'll get, like, a McFlurry or some shit. That's mm. it. You know? Yeah. And that's, yeah, a lot of times your brain does go to sweets. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever, ketamine, I'm the same way. Whenever so, I'm okay. on ketamine. Let's do this. So, we have a co-host named Lil House Phone. And for the okay. record, he doesn't actually, like, do a lot of ketamine. I think he's he's done it before, but he's, he's not, like, a big ketamine okay. guy. He's more of a coke guy, realistically. Okay. But for some reason, we just 
always make the ketamine joke to him and he made a song that was like i'm off the ketamine okay <laughs> and so you know we always kind of give him a hard time about it but then in reality we don't actually know anything about ketamine so give me the full picture of so, what this is like as a drug ketamine the main way I do it is I do lines of it or bumps, um, but there is liquid ketamine okay. as well, which makes for an interesting experience. Um, but ketamine is is a, a strange drug because it's it's like a totally different drug depending on the dose. Okay. If you do like a little like you know key bump of it, um, it almost feels like you're crossfaded, like you you had a few drinks and you're stoned. You know, mm. it, it gives you this really like warm kind of energized, like chill feeling. It gives you almost like a, like a sense of tranquility. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, it is a tranquilizer. Yeah, it literally it is a tranquilizer. They right. use it at the vet, um, but they uh, it, it's it feels good in lower doses. But once you pass a certain point of doing a certain amount, which is a very thin line, mm. like you can do even you know one bump more and cross the line from like just buzzed to k hold and mm. that's when it gets kind of spooky right um because once you pass that point you you lose almost full control of yourself really um so when I, they say a k hole you'll just be sort of like so no you'll be conscious okay but, but like you'll be let's say you're thinking of something to say you'll try to say it and the words won't come out mm -hmm. um you won't be able to move your limbs as easily i mean i've had points where i literally couldn't move my arms you know like right. i like i was i was stuck you uh at least for me i would get this almost like black border around my vision like uh -huh. you've seen in like the movies or the video games and like someone's mm -hmm. waking up it's in like first person almost like that you know like you got that little border around your vision um and it's it, it just feels like you're you're trapped almost in a way i know some people that love it i don't know how you could love it mm. um but I know I know some people that really enjoy that. To feeling. you, it's one of those drugs that you kind of just do because it exists. But then when you do it, you're like, I don't really want to keep doing this. So I would do it mainly because in small doses it feels so so good, mm. you know. But it, it just requires walking a very fine line before you UK hole yourself. I had some friends in the UK where uh, there were these BMX dudes and they would big you, over there. You would go to their fucking crib and they would have a fucking big ass pile of coke and a big ass pile yeah. of ket. Yeah. And I do you would you like go back and forth? Because um, the way you're describing the ketamine uh, so, makes it sound like a great way to balance out the coke, at no, least in the short term. I would term. try to avoid combining ketamine and coke, but oh, what okay. I would combine is Molly and Coke. Oh, yeah. I would do that a lot. I would crush up my Molly and do Molly and Coke lines. But I um, mean, they're they're kind of similar in, in a sense, in but a way. Molly gives you that extra little euphoria boost, you know, yeah. that extra little little dopamine kick. You feel like when you were getting Molly, it was it was good shit. It wasn't yeah. just meth. No, I I was definitely getting some good shit. Okay, um, off of what the dark web or yeah, just no yeah. That, that, pretty much Molly, always, is that the move? Yeah, I mean, mm. well. Maybe not nowadays, right. um, but back in the day, yeah, that shit was the play. But you don't um, you don't do the dark web thing anymore. No, I mean I, I haven't done any of those drugs in a while. Honestly, mm. I, I've been trying to just keep it to my acid and my weed. Right. Um, but with the acid, I've I've had a stockpile for a little bit, you know. Um, but the government is just powerless to stop people from fucking continuing to do the dark web. Well, the the main thing is they can't filter all of the mail well enough to stop something like that, right. you know? Um, and looking through the x-ray, I mean, for example, acid is, like, super easy to ship because it's just mm. a strip of paper, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's got to be the easiest. Um, yeah. Oh, it comes in, like, a letter, bro. Sometimes right. they'll, like, they'll just write, like, a poem and then, like, fold it around the tabs and mm. put, you know, something on them and just ship it. Um, I mean... But in, in general, they just I feel like they can't process enough of the mail. Right. And 
pretty much everything that's shipped nowadays is smell-proofed anyway. So the mm. canines don't really do shit right. at this point. And at those facilities, they just walk dogs around that shit and x-ray it, which right. you got a Mylar bag, they're not going to see through it. You know, you're chilling. Right. And if you do get caught receiving... Not that big a deal, right? That's How a pretty, big a deal is it? Because pretty they illegal, but no, they can't prove illegal. that you bought it. So there's a if it, you're smart. So the thing is, if you accept the package, this is what I'm, you know, at least what I know of. But if you accept the package, it's then you're in trouble. Mm. Like if you open it and take it, but. If you like, let's say you you don't take it, you know, uh, or they like bust in your house and you haven't opened it yet, they won't, you know, they can't do anything. Yeah, what if you get it and, and you just le- put, leave you it, can it in just your put house it on the for a few days? For like a week. Yeah. Now let me just say that there are no fucking drug users on Earth who are going to be able to control themselves no, enough to no. not open their Silk oh, Road. Ma- imagine having a box of like a pound of weed in that <laughs> yeah. shit, and you can't open it for a week, and dude. you don't like, know no. if it's going to be the thing you ordered or if it's going to be some bullshit. Yeah, right? it's yeah. going to be good or bad too. Like you have no idea, and you're yeah. sitting there waiting. I mean, not many people are willing to do that. Right, but, but okay. So with ketamine, yep. Why do you think it appeals to so many fucking hipster-ass party chicks out here? Why has it become such a it's, rage? It's a cheap drug because you don't have to do very much of it to get fucked up. Right. And it's it's a very unique feeling. Like, it's a really good party drug. Right. Uh, in low doses, it really is a, a super good party drug. Um, I'm not really the kind of guy who goes to, like, those EDM shows and concerts like that. But, you know, I know people who do, and all of them do hell ketamine. Mm. You know, they love that shit. Right. Um, I think that shit's probably better for shows than like acid, personally. Cause you see was, people ruining their lives off ketamine. Like, is it is it is it going to take you down, or is I mean, it like the other drugs that you might be doing along with the it are people, more likely? The people that I know don't really necessarily like exclusively do ketamine. You know, right. I feel like the, everybody who does it is doing a bunch yeah, of other shit yeah, that's exactly. more dangerous than it. So I don't know if I'd say the ketamine's were doing it. You know, right. but in general, yeah, people who do ketamine usually do hella drugs because I feel like if you're like a like a you know somebody who doesn't do a lot of drugs, you're not going to hear about a tranquilizer and be like, let me right. get that shit. But it's you weird know? too because I see fucking ketamine ads on Instagram and shit now. They do ketamine therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a little different, though. I think they use like less of it. It's got to be way less. And right? I think they, I think they IV it. Like if, when sure. they start doing like MDMA therapy and shit, oh. it's gonna be like one percent of any amount that any Molly yeah. has ever done. Well, MDMA is so bad for you. Really, it's so bad for it you. Is it? I didn't know it, that. Yeah, it's really bad for your brain. They used to um. act like it was the fucking perfect drug. <laughs> oh, far from it. Really, far from it. Yeah, MDMA is really bad for you. Mm. Um, I think. I don't know if there is anything close to the perfect drug nowadays. Really? Uh, a lot of my subs have been telling me to try to get Quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> you never got one? No, I've never done Ludes. Wow. I mean, I'm 23, dude. Ludes were gone before I was even born. You know you who know? I was just kicking it with who allegedly, well, he said it in his book, but he, he has like, I think, four Quaaludes in his possession was Dan Bilzerian. How much money you think those are worth? I don't know, but okay. So Jordan Belfort, aka the Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. I believe that I'm getting the story right. In Dan Bilzerian's book, he said that Jordan Belfort came to his house for a party or some shit. Okay. And found out that Dan Bilzerian owns some quaaludes and was like try, trying his hardest to get them to get Dan to give it up or to fucking buy them or whatever, and uh, Dan would not part with them. Since Dan doesn't need money, so I mean, I mean yeah, him. I don't, I don't blame him. Honestly, right. like that's, that's like a, 
one of the wonders of the world at this point. I mean, like, mm. I, I'm pretty sure from what I've read online, they still make them in South Africa, but they're not the same. Really? They're not, I, like, they're not, like, name brand Quaaludes, but it's the same drug. I don't think Jordan Belfort would give a fuck about the South African version. I think he wants those ones that he was fucking yes, railing back yes, in the day, right? Yes, he wants the OG ones. It, it's like uh, people who want Oxys, you know? They're, mm. they're not very common nowadays, right. but, like, you know, people don't really want to settle for other shit. But do you, uh, when it comes to Quaaludes... Do you think anything happens to a pill after like 40 years or whatever? I don't know because like, I mean. Uh, like the aspirin has an expiration date. Yeah, but. But what I never the, know if I should believe it or not. Yeah, right? what does the expiration date on a pill even mean? Like what happens to it? That's when what I'm saying. Like on like, a molecular level, what the fuck is happening Because really, pill? it's not like the pill is like melting or like expiring. I mean, it's right. just this solid pill. It's not so a like, peanut butter sandwich. What could, it's, how could something is like, how could potency go down, you know? How, right. How, I, I don't mean, get how Google that could it, happen. Honestly, because I should. guarantee someone has made a video about this. Yeah, there's got to be like a really in-depth. Like, and you can make a video, video with what you Ooh, found. I, I could do some research. I know that's the one shitty thing about podcasting is that there's just well, you know, Joe Rogan's got his Jamie. Yeah, but I don't yeah. know if I want to if I want to like put that on our, <laughs> our employees. Like, hey, figure out what happens to a pill <laughs> if it if it erodes <laughs> for forty years. Yeah, do this shit real quick. <laughs> that's a kind of specific request. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Having someone Google for you, that's, that's a big task. Medicines have expiration dates, yeah. so you know when to use them by. After the expiration date, medicines may not be safe or as effective. You should not take medicines after expiration <laughs> date. I mean, I could have guessed that that was yeah, what the National yeah. Health Services were telling yeah, the world. Yeah, it's like a very generic <laughs> answer. but like, <laughs> See, that's why, the, you know, Googling is not easy. It's not for everybody. <laughs> But what is, like, the cause, you know? That's what I'm saying. We're going to figure it out tonight. We're going to Google it. Actually, the comments will probably just tell us, so we don't even have to Google it. Oh, you're probably right. That's when I first realized, when I first seen some baller shit. Well, maybe not first, but, like, I saw, I was around Gary Vaynerchuk, and I realized that he doesn't even pull out his phone to Google something when they're they're talking about something that they don't know. He just says it to one of his employees, like, hey, look that up. (laughs) What? Really? And I was like, whoa, that's a fucking boss move. I'm a total pleb out here just pulling my phone out and going to Google and typing something in. Yeah, looking something up for yourself. That's outdated now, I guess. Yeah, but you have to have a lot of faith in your staff. Yeah. That they're going to uh, be able to do that for you. Yeah, do it quickly. Oh, look at this. Certain expired medications are at risk of bacterial growth and subpotent antibiotics can fail to treat infections, leading to more serious illness and antibiotic res- Well, that's antibiotics. We're not doing that. We're trying to get fucked what up. What kind of bacteria, though? You ever snort an antibiotic? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but, I don't think but I But you know what antibiotics are? Is the thing that when you're looking through some random person's medicine yeah, cabinet, you yeah. find them? And you get a little excited at first. You're and like, it's like, oh, what no, the fuck ah, is this? Shit. You, you see that orange and white pill bottle and you're like, fuck. Yeah, you know? start to get a hard on. Yeah, no. I I remember when I was, <laughs> I didn't do it, but when I was younger, my dog had like an anti-anxiety medication. It was basically Xanax for dogs, right. and I was like really debating on snorting it. Mm. I was like, "Fuck!" And you didn't end up doing it. No, I didn't. I stopped myself, but I was like, I was like, I had no money, and I was like, "Dude, I might try it." Well, so Josh, who works here, he yep. uh, at one point because he's my brother-in-law, okay. him and my sister. They had my cat, rest in peace, Tony. You would love R. him. R. But uh, he, they, they had to bring him on a plane. And so they had to give him like cat Xanax in order for him to get on the plane Fuck, because he, yeah. was, he was crazy and he would be meowing nonstop the whole time. And so they did a little test run before he got on the plane. And so they give him the kitty Xanax and he's walking around like me or you, <laughs> like, <"Ooh,"> like falling <laughs> all over the place. And that, that, when I heard about that, it, it made me wonder, like, I mean, there has to be people out yeah. there who are trying to figure out how to get fucked up on cat Xanax, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Check. Okay. This mic is going to need a once-over later. Yeah, it is acting up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to just not touch it, which I don't think we're going to be able to trust AD to do. <laughs> um, whatever. But, uh, okay, this is another drug that I wanted to ask for your review yep. on. Because when I was hanging out with Dan Bilzerian and also reading his books, he makes it perfectly clear that he's a big fan of it. Okay. The GHB. I've never you, done GHB. You never did it? Never done it. That's a wild one. No, that's one I have not done. And I was kind of shocked because he doesn't seem like he's doing coke and shit, but he's talking about how he fucking really digs doing GHB. No, I've never tried it. It's like a little like when I, I did it because I, I went through a You've little phase. It? Yeah, I was hanging out with these fucking porn stars back in the day, maybe <laughs> okay. like 10 years ago. And uh, they were fucking doing GHB and they would just, I mean, they would do coke and GHB at the same time. You know, they would fucking, it's just like a little cup of, of of clear liquid you would think that it was water i didn't know it was a liquid yeah oh don't people dip like cigarettes in it oh, they might i don't really know but i feel like i've heard about that but like i mean you, you would just take a little shot of it like a tiny amount like less than you would take from a shot of alcohol okay and then it would just start kicking in and all of a sudden your body's kind of like hot and like you know i would have to so, take my hoodie off immediately after doing it is it like a party drug yeah, but then once you've done enough of it, you basically are like passed out, which okay. is why it's the date rape drug that people yeah. use it in that okay. way. So it would be weird because I would be hanging out with these chicks and they'd be doing it and having a fucking good old time. And then yep. all of a sudden they've done enough and they're just passed the fuck out on the couch for like, I don't know, like a half hour or something. Yep. And it, and it would happen to me too, more or less, where I like, but sometimes I'd be like the last man standing where I'd just be looking around the room like, what the fuck? Like, this yep. is crazy. And then fucking, you know, at some point, they just kind of come back to life, keep partying. Yeah, it's I weird. feel that. I feel that. I mean, I, I don't know if I would ever be willing to try that one, honestly. I feel like I that's, think it's pretty safe from what I know. Is Although it safe? I have no idea how people get it. Well, I mean, Dan yeah, Bilzerian's still doing it after I've all never, these years. I've never been, like, offered GHB. I've never, like, met someone who's like, yo, you want some of this shit, you mm. know? I don't. How do you find a plug for that? I, guess I have D-Quad. no idea. Those girls were the only people I ever knew who had it. <laughs> And uh, but they made it sound like it was super common in their circles. Like they would just it was a very normal drug to I do. I mean, they've got a unique circle, I guess. I mean, well, yeah, porn star valley. Vibe. Is it like a like a sex drug? Definitely, that was a big part of them okay. doing it. Is because you get so like loopy and just it, it just gets kind of like fun, and you're just completely like you don't have a care in the world and shit. Yeah, okay. I think for sure people were fucking on it a lot. But yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, I mean it gets a weird rap because it's like people know it as the date rape drug. Even yeah, though, like people take it themselves. But I remember I had a friend because when I stopped kicking it with these girls, all of a sudden what do they do? They start praying all my fucking homeboys, and okay. my homeboys just want to do coke at that time and just want to party <laughs> and shit. So they fall into the web and all of a sudden they're like doing the exact thing that I had been doing for a few months of like okay. going to this house in the valley and doing hella coke and doing GHB and shit. But he had my one friend, he had never even done GHB and he walks into the fucking room and he's hanging out with them or whatever. And he asks, one, he points out the cup of GHB and goes, is that water? And, and yep. they go, yeah. He goes, all right. And he just like drinks like an inhuman amount of it. And so then the next day, he's got to call me and tell me like, yo, you know that girl that you were fucking up until like two weeks ago? Like I got really fucked up. I don't remember it, but I'm pretty sure I fucked her. <laughs> And I had to be like, bro, I don't fucking care. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's, I, at that point, I was like trying to cut ties with her. So, as far as I was concerned, like, okay, you fucked her good. That gives me yep. another good reason to not talk to her anymore. But uh, yeah, that was a little controversial for a minute because a lot of my friends didn't believe that he didn't remember it. But Is, I'm like, no, I've done this shit. I 100% yeah. believe that he doesn't remember. 
Is there like a limit to how much? Like, is there like an overdose amount to GHB or like? I probably should have known. Yeah, before I don't know I did shit it. about it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing to know before you do something. I feel like. Do you ever do fentanyl on purpose? No, not on purpose. Uh, I've done some opiates before, but opiates were never my thing to begin with. Really? That's like the one drug category that I never got very much into. Really? Uh, I didn't like them. Like I've done oxys, I've done perks, I've done uh, narcos, I've I've done hydros. You know, my fair share of opiates. Uh-huh. I've tried lean. Don't like it. You don't like lean? Okay. No. Here's the thing. Lean. <laughs> lean is okay. It's cool. I, mm. I remember just the synergy it has with weed. Like just mm. smoking a blunt is is so nice. Right. But that shit's expensive. Like it is. I'm, it's insanely I'm not, expensive. And it's now. it's yeah, it's gotten so much more it's expensive. A player drug. I tried it like four years ago. Right. Right. I tried it back in like twenty nineteen, you know, right. so three years ago. But still, I mean it was even cheaper back then. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous now. I don't really know the going rate for like a pint now. Like five but, okay, five years ago we it would be common in a rap song for people to like joke about other people paying sixty dollars a line. Yep. Now three times that, or you know, two and a half times yeah, that, or whatever, I, I is the say, norm. That's, I've that's seen well over a hundred a line, like very yeah. standard now. Like I've seen people talking like one eighty a line, like right. two hundred, like it's crazy, crazy shit. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's insane. But I'm not gonna lie. If I find a pint for like three k right now, I'm probably gonna have to invest. It's like really? Bitcoin. Really? <laughs> but the yeah, problem buy is, buy and hold. Buy ended, and hold. I had one, and it ended up taking me like six months to drink it because I just. Yep. Kept pouring up like one line, and then I would just like not do it for a few weeks. And yep. Then I'd do like one or two more, and like you know, it's just fucking. It's nice, dude. I can't lie. It's fucking, yeah. That's a great. Ugh. You buy NFTs at all? I have a punk. Nice, nice. Me and my girl went halves on a punk. That's fire. That's romantic, huh? That's dope. That's yeah. dope. You into it? You're gonna start I, shilling yours right now? No, no. I just I, <laughs> I buy NFTs, but I don't have any like punk tier shit. I just okay. buy little stuff, you know. Well, but how cool do you shit. figure out what NFTs you want to buy? Um. Honestly, I just kind of go by which ones look cool when I'm stoned, you know? Mm. Like, I'll just, like, look at trending shit and be like, if that looks cool, cop it, you know? I mean, the prices have plummeted, so it's probably, yeah, it's probably yeah, a good I, time. You know, my whole portfolio is in the red, pretty much, with, like, two exceptions. Yeah. But that's okay, you know? My good crypto time to buy portfolio more. that said, like, 120K or something. Yep. That's a that's a cool seventy five now. All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. yeah I, I was holding a lot of Ethereum, uh-huh. uh, a lot of other shit. Not that much Bitcoin. A lot of Ethereum though, and that's not doing too. But are you hard. still a believer? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a great time to buy. Right. A few years from now, I mean, we're gonna be chilling. Right. So I wonder when you look at the map of like Bitcoin's price over time, this doesn't look that scary. No. No, it doesn't. And, I mean, and thinking about what it must have been like to be holding Bitcoin for like ten plus years is like. Yep insane to just you look at that price graph and you're like this is the fucking mood swing insane emotional roller coaster that many people i know have been on for all this time yeah i mean bitcoin would drop like 80 percent you know 90 percent. i mean imagine like that feeling you know you've got however much money you've got and it's just all gone you know Mm. you you have no choice but to hold you can't i mean selling is pointless at that point you know and i know people who i know a guy who uh got his his balance taken when they did the mount gap mount gox hack i i heard about that i've read about that boom lost a quick half a million that's fucking crazy and he's like a poker dude so he is a person who knows a shitload of people with crypto and he meets people like me all the time and i meet him and what's a logical question to ask once you figure out that he's moving a fuckload of money around online and he's staking money and giving money to all these people? You say, oh, like, so have you made a fuckload of money off crypto over the years? And he's, <laughs> 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 you, know, you don't really want to talk about it because it hurts. It yeah, hurts. It, it's, it's tough to make money off crypto, I feel. It, it, you got to 
you got to really time it well, and you got to mm. really have some balls to watch your money go down like that because right. it's not just going to pump up immediately, you know? Yeah, like I have a, a friend who at one point he was telling me that one of his, because he's a, a personal trainer, and yep. one of his clients that he trained is a guy who was for a period of time making a lot of money selling his NFTs of his artwork. Yeah. And he asked me, he's like, do you think I should buy one of these? And I was like, well, I think the main question you should ask yourself is what could potentially happen to this NFT yeah. that would increase the value? Like, do For you sure. do you believe that this artist is going to be 10 times more popular in a few years? Or do you believe the NFTs in general are going to become so much more popular, et cetera? I was like, if you really honestly feel that, then it is a rational thing for you yep. to invest a couple grand in or whatever. And then he started, he, he, A, I think believed that, but then he also, when he was trying to buy it off the guy, the guy was like kind of not really like eager to sell it to yeah. him because I think that this guy is an artist and he realizes that most of the people that he's selling to can easily afford to lose the money. And he's looking at this guy like, oh, you're a fucking hardworking dude. Like, <laughs> I don't want to fucking bamboozle you like I'm bamboozling all these rich people. Yeah. I mean, I feel like with NFTs, like this whole trend of like, you know, these profile pictures and shit mm. is going to go away soon. Right. But I feel like NFTs as a concept could be used for cool stuff. I think it's cool to support artists, right. you know? Um, I mean, people make real cool art auctioning off NFTs is a good way for them to make money. Mm. But, you know, I think the whole like, you know, fucking, um, you know, you, you got like the, the eight pictures you know you, you got like all these different characters i bought plenty of those to make money that doesn't mean i necessarily think they're going to be around forever right i'm just kind of buying them for a little quick cash this is rich guy shit from you huh yeah i mean just <laughs> throw, throw a few chips well, out I've here made, see what I've, happens i mean i've made good money on some and then i've also gotten fucked it kind of evens out in the end mm. um but i know people who like quit doing everything that they were doing just and, for NFTs? And, and started just nonstop. All they would do was tweet about NFTs and See, a, no. apparently be selling and trading and buying NFTs all the time, constantly talking about these new projects, whatever. And some of those people I don't even want to hit up right yeah. now to be like, so how's that going? Because I feel like the answer would probably be kind of depressing. Yeah, brutal. They're probably like, like fucked up and crying right now, you know? I know a guy yeah. who got so into NFTs that his job fired him because he wouldn't stop talking about NFTs all the time. No joke. <laughs> Where'd he work? I, I shouldn't say. But a place that you would think would be a pretty cool job to have, okay. basically, in the cannabis industry. Cool. And he would not stop talking about NFTs, allegedly, so much that they fired him. And then a couple months later, boom, this, this big NFT crash happens. And then I start reading his fucking Twitter feed, dude, and it looks like a fucking suicide note because <laughs> this is such a sad state of affairs. Yeah. And I'm really feeling for him because, you know, a lot of these people who are losing all this money in crypto, they are people who they feel like they've been in some way kind of wronged by society that like yeah. there's all this wealth that has been accumulated at the top of society and they feel like they've basically by being born middle class or lower class that they have been completely kept out of this new uh, of all this wealth that has been generated over the past couple hundred years yeah. and i feel it but you know you see people just wanting to believe so much that they're willing to completely put any sort of common sense to the side yeah i, I think crypto is something you should do is like a side thing but mm. don't invest money you're not willing to lose you know i mm. mean some people they they make it their whole life and right. i mean for me at least it's like if i invest money into crypto like yeah, I'm hoping to make money. I'd love to, but like I invest amounts where like if it goes to zero, I'm not going to fucking die, you know? Mm. Like I'll be all right. So KSI lost 3 million on Luna. I saw that. I saw that. Which I, granted he is very rich. 
But I mean, he also makes money in some like pretty more you know reasonable like sweat equity type fucking yes. ways. Like yes. he he tours as a rapper. Yep. I don't know how much how big his shows are or whatever, but like I would maybe guess he he could get like a hundred grand in a night yeah, from a he show or makes something. Good money off that. So when you think about that. <laughs> That's like hundred grand a night off a show. That's thirty. Three, you know, shows. that's thirty fucking shows. That's, that's a fucking tour, bro. That's a even, world yeah. tour. I, I mean, I would assume <laughs> that that KSI's wealth is to the point that like three million really doesn't mean that much to him. Yep. But like, once you compare it to all these other things that you're doing to make money, it's got to be like, damn, what the? I fuck? Uh, I remember I was reading the um the Reddit for Luna, mm. and the day that that crash happened, it was one of the most depressing, like, things I've ever seen on the internet. Yeah. It was just people talking about, like, this one dude was like, I lost the house, my wife's gonna leave me, like, she's gonna take the kids, she doesn't know I bought Luna, <laughs> like, right. just so many threads like that of people who just lost, like, everything. It's crazy. Crazy. It's supposed to be a stable coin, just got destroyed. I know. What a Man. time. What, what a time. time to be alive, dude. Yeah, crypto crypto's insane. It's really progressed in in the recent years. Mm. You know? I mean, NFTs are a fairly new thing, you know? Mm. Crypto's I feel finally mainstream, you know? I'm not selling my punk. I still believe that no, if, yeah, if there's that shit. any hold NFT that, shit. that I believe in long term. Now, 400k, whatever it used, it got to 450k at one point. I remember that. So we were feeling pretty smart cuz we bought it at 160. Yep. And uh, it was 80, like, a couple days before that. So that felt kind of dumb. Like, damn, we could have saved 80K if we had actually got the transfer to work two days earlier. Yeah. But I still look at that like, okay, this, this there's a chance. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to get bigger. There's so many big players who hold them. And um, CryptoPunks, they're one of those things that just, like, they're like a historic one, you know? Mm. Like, they're like an OG NFT. I'll ride it out. Yeah. Is it ever going to be worth a million dollars? I why? don't know. Why? I don't know. It, I think it depends on the price of Ethereum. And it depends on the price. It depends on people's ability to make NFTs like an essential part of existing. Like yes. if, if NFTs become extremely important as time goes by, which I think the jury is still out on that. I could see that that's still happening a lot. Yeah, then for the, sure. Then the punk seems a lot more interesting. For sure. I feel like the public perception of NFTs is pretty negative right now, too. Super bad. Yeah. I would hate to be somebody who had, like, invested my whole life into doing this and wanting to make it this yeah, fucking... Yeah, and just, like, people just hate nonstop. Yeah, like, and, and because it's, like, everyone else... If you are doing it in an ethical way, there's yep. five million other people doing it in a shady way that sure. are clearly going to sure. drown out what you're doing. There's so many bad actors in the space. Yeah. There's so many. Do you feel, just a side question, do you feel like you, because of the fact that you got the success off of talking about drugs, do you feel like that kind of encouraged you to do more drugs and that it sort of enabled you in that way? Sometimes, put yeah. Put pressure on you? When I, not necessarily put pressure. Um, I, I personally feel like whether I made videos or not, I would have been doing the same drugs around the same times. Right. Um, I feel like there was a certain point where I did kind of feel like I, I had to keep doing shit mm. um, for videos, you know. But I've kind of realized over time that, like, that's I don't really have to do that, you mm. know. I don't have to just exclusively make story videos. I've been making a lot of different content lately. Right. Uh, I've been trying to branch out more. You know, I've got a camera now. I've been vlogging and stuff. Right. Um, making a podcast, doing some stuff like but that. But did it ever so. occur to you, like, if I do heroin... <laughs> I'm probably not going to die. The meth there's one. There's people all over the world doing heroin. 
most of them are not dying, at least not on their first time. Now, that's not a advice for them to go yep. try it. Yep. But, I mean, that could be like a very epic video. You would have that <laughs> life experience. You'd be able to talk about it. That go through your head at any point? Like, maybe I One should just time, do heroin. So, I, I get a lot of comments telling me to smoke meth. Mm. Uh, like, all the time. Me too. Um, oddly. Yeah, I don't know. People really want to see me do meth. Um, and it has crossed my mind because I just sit and I think about it. And I'm like, dude, the meth video would be like my uh, like a holy grail of my I channel. I did meth, but I didn't smoke it. How'd you do it? Snorted it and like ate it, I think. How was it? I was really drunk. And I was hanging out with this girl, one of the aforementioned porn stars. Uh -huh. And uh, we're at this party. She had all the drugs, huh? She was, yeah. It took me a little <laughs> bit to realize, like, oh, you've been fucked up this whole time yeah. I've been hanging out with you. I don't even yeah. know what you're really like. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, she came to me at a party. We had been looking for, like, Coke or whatever. And, okay. Or Molly. And, and she found meth which she, I did not realize, was very accustomed to doing at the time. Okay. And so we proceeded to go back to my house and do it, and we probably fucked for about six hours. And I That's had, fine. I had something very important to do in the morning. I had to go uh, host this BMX event. Okay. And, um, you know, like announce it. There's like a lot of like children running this contest yep. and stuff just to give you an yeah, idea of yeah. like how inappropriate of, like, of like a lifestyle. A, like a I was family living. friendly yeah, like BMX I mean, event. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, but whatever. You know, I show up, I haven't slept because like my fucking friend just like knocks on my door yep. and I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep for like an hour. And he's like, you can't go to sleep for an hour. We got to leave now. Yeah. Like, All right. So I go, we do that afterwards, continue to do meth. We're, we're fucking the hangover from that was like the worst three days of my life. And uh, yeah, I never, never had any kind of desire to do it again. But I will say that as a sex drug, because that's kind of probably the thing, on point. People like in the gay community, dude, like that's the thing. Like they are getting together and doing meth. That's the fucking move for them. I have a, I have a barber who uh, a gay barber. Yeah, gay barber. That's tight. No, he he cuts amazing hair. Great, I still go you. to him. I still go to him. Mm. Um, great guy. I've, I mean, I've literally. So it's kind of funny. I've gone to this guy. Since I was like young, like I mean, he does my family's hair, mm. um, and he's like bought coke off me a few times. He's like a really cool dude. We like smoke. I always tip him with like joints and shit. Mm. Um, really cool guy. But we, um, I, I've like served him coke a few times, and for a while he had the same plug as me for coke. Because finally I was like, dude, I, I you know I don't live as close to you anymore. Let me just give you my guy, you know. Um, and then he, you know, him and I were both really sacks. My guy went to jail, so mm. free that guy. That yeah. Damn. What was oh, this one? is one of those. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I just talked. I just told the whole story about something. We talk about something. I felt like we were going to continue from sort of that same <laughs> tangent. No, the barber. Yes. You had a yes. barber. No, you know what I wanted to tell you that was interesting about that is I remember when I went to Barcelona back in 2012, I spent a month there riding bikes and yep. there was a bunch of fucking Argentinian dudes that were hanging out every day. And they told me, they kept calling each other barbers. Or they'd be like, hey, barber. And I was like, what the fuck are you, are you talking about? <laughs> and they'd be like, in our country, the barbers are all gay and they will suck your dick after they cut your hair. Oh. Which I, there's probably Argentinian people out there who are like, no, this is yeah, not true. Yeah, but you're probably going to get some comments like, yeah. I'm not saying this is a fact. I'm just saying <laughs> that that's what these dudes told us. <laughs> Like in the same way that, you know, in America you get an oriental massage. Yep. A lot of those places yep. are the same places where you could get a blow or you know, a hand job or a blow yep. job or whatever. That's basically how they made it out. And I was like, So there's a lot of you guys that are like trying to get your dick sucked by a barber? And they're like, Well, you know, some gay guys. <laughs> yeah. 
I um I had a friend who um he actually lost his virginity to um, to a barber. No, 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 not to a barber. We, <laughs> we um, Argentinian gay. So barber? one of my one of my friends took him to one of those like Oriental places, mm-hmm. um, and then they like I guess got one of the girls back at like a hotel, uh-huh. and he hadn't lost virginity yet. He was like twenty four. Right. So my friend did it as like a gift to him. And um, I didn't know this happened because I guess he's very ashamed of it because the woman was like not not <laughs> in like yeah not in peak condition. Okay. I, I mean, I didn't see her. I truly will never know. But like from what <laughs> I've been um, told, she she she'd been around the block a few times. Yeah. So I was out to dinner with them, um, and my, my buddy was telling me about it, and. My other friend, uh, the the guy who lost his virginity, the girl, he was like super pissed. He was like, "No, don't fucking talk about that shit. Like, shut up." But I think since then he's had a more positive experience. Right. So I mean, I'm kind of proud of him. For you never that. paid for sex? No, actually, I mm. haven't. You ever thought about it? Not really. I mean, I've gone to like strip clubs, but that's very different. You know. Do the terms of your relationship require you to not have sex with prostitutes? Yeah. That's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, even outside of my relationship, I don't, I don't know. It's just never really crossed my mind. Mm. You know, when it comes to things that aren't weed related, I'm pretty frugal. We had an escort out here that you were actually chatting with a yeah. little bit. Yeah. You were yeah. tempted to maybe invest in some gas. She, she asked for my number, but I, I don't think we exchanged phone numbers. Really? So yeah, she said she would like put me on the girls, but I'm in a relationship, but did you, so I can't. Did, did you feel that, uh, you know, escort charm emanating from I her? I did kind of feel that yeah. almost like, uh, it might be a French thing too. She's a flirty. She French had an escort. accent. Yeah, yeah. She had an accent. I did kind of feel that. I was like, wow, she's really trying to like get me in here. You know, For the people in the comments were talking about Frenchies because they're going to be like, what interviews are you talking about? <laughs> But yeah, that, I, I could see you guys hitting it off. Yeah, I could see you being like a rich fucking YouTuber just rolling around with a couple of prostitutes everywhere you go. Branding. I don't, I don't know. I mean, hey, that, that would be kind of on point for me. That would be kind of on point for me. Right. Honestly, I could see that. I could see that. Maybe you, one you, day. You and Shoebox, baby. I mean. At O-Block. I'd have to <laughs> roll around O-Block with a few prostitutes. You're going to O-Block. I'm going to line this up. Let's do it. And I'm not going to be there, but I, I feel like you're going to be all right. I'll be down. Yeah. I'll go to a block. Let me just tell you that you're probably like the last person on anyone's kill list, you know? Yeah, I don't think I have any like ops. They're going to shoot everyone there. besides you if yeah, anything were I mean, to happen. I'll, I'll like duck or something, but I, I mean, if they shoot me, it's probably an accident. Right. How, how strongly do you feel about snitching since you are in, you know, a bit of an illegal world in a way? I mean, obviously, I... I hate snitching you know i personally have never done it i actually had a friend i was in high school and i got arrested we uh we drove around and hit open garages and like uh, took shit out of okay. them and we got caught and i found out because i um i wanted to get my mugshot for merch so i submitted a freedom of information act request Classic. to the the department and they sent me all the pages of my entire history with the department and i had like a Granted, it was like 15 pages on the same thing, you know, because like they'd have every officer's report and everything. But I had like an 80 or 90 page like, you know, thing with the the department that I submitted the request for. Uh-huh. So I was looking in there about the the whole incident. Uh, I stole some golf clubs out of a guy's garage. They were worth uh-huh. a pretty like decent amount of money. Um, and I found out that one of my friends, I called him because a cop came to my house. I guess someone in a, in the house saw my license plate. Mm. Uh, so a cop came to my house. I didn't answer the door, but. I called my friend and I was like, hey, you know, a cop came to my house. And he, from what he told me at the time, he said his mom heard the conversation on the phone and, like, went to the police. The documents say he got scared and told his mom. Mm. And, like, they went to the police. So that's how I got fucked for that. But they had my plate already. So I probably would have gotten fucked. But, like, you know, obviously I'm not, like, 
I don't have the same like values. I'm not like you know a super street guy. I grew mm. up in a nice area, right? But I just believe you know you accept whatever crime you did. You know you don't you right. don't try to get out of it. You don't tell on people that were involved in it with you to get you know let you you accept it. So if you, you know? get indicted tomorrow, you're not ratting on Yola. No. Okay. No. No. What are we getting indicted for? I don't know. What, what street what, biz have you done crime? with you? He's not, he's not shipping packs to you or anything? No. Oh. No. I mean, he ships his Delta 8 packs, but those are legal. You might want to tap in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we could talk about that here. No. <laughs> yeah, now you can't do it. Yeah, now... Fuck. I mean, even after all these years, I still haven't seen anything that we said on here used in a court proceeding yeah i don't think they're gonna they're gonna do like a gun on me but i mean in the uh in the the young thug rico case yeah they're using a bunch of lyrics yeah i saw that I which saw is that. that's what's interesting is that they don't bother to use uh to use interviews so they're much saying as he's like lyrics. a they're saying he's like a gang leader and he like ordered hits on people and shit mm. that's crazy that's yeah. crazy. I don't know about that i mean i guess i'd, I'd never know their inner workings i just listen to the music you I know i mean Assuming that what they're saying is true, in a way, it doesn't surprise me because I feel like as a rapper, you just feel like, you know, if you're having these conversations about street business behind closed doors, yep. you're just assuming that you're not liable to get caught for this. For sure. And for if sure. it wasn't for stuff like the RICO Act, they, I don't, wouldn't. they wouldn't be able to put it together. But I guess, you know, they're, they're trying to make an example out of it. But I mean, I've seen it in the UK. Where there's a lot of like drill rappers out there that are like yep. insanely violent and just saying the craziest shit. Yeah, you they're ever nuts imagine. out there. Yeah, and uh, but out there they're fucking super aggressive with it. Like they take the fucking the videos down off YouTube yep. because they're too threatening or whatever, and they don't even really like shoot each other that much. It's mostly just yeah. knife crime and stuff. Yeah, they'll shank the shit out of you out there. But when I saw them doing that in the UK, I'm kind of thinking like, well, is this really surprising? Like when yeah. you're making your gang affiliations and your actual crimes so fucking explicit in songs the government would have to be insane to not want to rely on this right yeah yeah it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that people thinking that this kind of stuff was all good but hey. it is it is crazy to think about but yeah you never ordered a hit no never thought about it no i don't think the rico act could really affect me mm. i don't have anyone i want to order a hit on mm. you know that's good I got some people I don't like, but, you know, I think I'm kind of chilling. Was Keemstar your biggest YouTube beef, or you have anything bigger than that? Uh, that's probably my, my only <laughs> YouTube You get a bunch of issue. subscribers when you were mentioned on Drama Alert? No, I didn't get mentioned on Drama oh, Alert. It was, it was Twitter. Twitter thing? Yeah, we just tweeted at each other. Mm. And this was like four years ago, so right. it was just in his replies. And that was back when Twitter wouldn't show the replies on the timeline. Right. You know? So no one, I mean, that shit got like 50 likes, you know? It's weird because when I look back on it, like getting on Drama Alert back in the day for a video I made talking shit about Fousey was like the biggest thing at that yeah, time. Yeah, it was like, like a huge deal. So many subscribers. Yeah. And now it's like Keemstar will just mention me on something and I don't see any kind of boost from yep. it. Which makes sense because he mentioned me fucking you know a hundred times mean, on there, but it also makes you wonder, you know, just what what is the power of drama alert in this new media landscape where there's ten million fucking T channels, there's ten million other people doing yeah. YouTube drama. Yeah. It's just such a f every category is so know? competitive. Like, this is true. Yeah, 
It's insane right now. I, I always get asked a lot. People are always like, oh, how do you start this shit? And right now, I don't even know if I could give you advice. You know, right. like it's crazy right now. You just literally have to have a good personality that yep. people want to watch. And then you have to churn out content for years yes. and years yes. on a very regular basis. And if you manage to work your ass off and be naturally charismatic slash yep. covering something that maybe is not really covered. Like sometimes you see people like, um, you know, not to take shots at fucking wavy web surf or whatever, yep. but you know, he's got to wonder to himself, like how much of my audience cares about me versus how many people are yeah. interested in the content I'm making because For sure. I've never bothered to peer into his life. I'm not wondering what the fuck his house looks like. Yeah. I follow him on Twitter, which is honestly like, there's plenty of people I watch on I YouTube. I don't think I've where I don't ever even... actually watched that channel. Oh really? He does tons of fucking gnarly shit. of just like crazy stories from the internet. And okay. Shit. You watch Justin Wang? I've heard of him. Justin Wang, like, he, he, for example, his quintessential video for okay. me is when he broke down two girls, one cup and made me realize that what I thought I was watching of girls eating shit was not actually girls eating shit back in the day. What were they doing? You don't know. You, you, you don't remember I've two saw, girls, I've one cup? I've seen the video. So, yeah, they were filling their asses with like ice cream or like chocolate oh. sherbet, I believe, which which makes a lot of sense when you kind of think about yeah. it now. Because I remember those girls being like giddy to be consuming Yeah, they were like enjoying matter. the shit. I right. was like, this is fucked. Like, this ain't right. Which I don't think that that's what most shit porn is like. I think most yeah. shit porn, you can tell that they're... They want them to puke in the shit porn. I mean, yeah. you would have to be from a different planet to have a mouthful of shit and not be yeah. gagging in some yeah. way, you know? Yeah, you'd have to be a, a complete animal. Yeah, but and that's what I'm looking for. I'm that, looking for people who are animalistic <laughs> enough to consume feces. No, that actually I think is a good thing. Is the fact that you can't really do that legally in California or in you America. Can't, you I can't watch shit in someone's mouth. I don't think you can make shit porn in America. Uh, really? I, I well, I've heard, I've had girls tell me that. Not even if it's like consensual. I think like you, you have just to go to Germany to do it. I mean, you definitely can't put it on OnlyFans. You so even if you go to Germany and film it, you can't put it on OnlyFans. No, that's one of the rules. Oh, what site can you shit porn on? Like what? I don't know, but I will say that my first time ever seeing porn on the internet was was shit porn. Really? Yeah. How how did that come about? Um, I was at my friend's house. He had the internet. He said, "Like, check it out. We're gonna I'm gonna show you porn. Like, we can, okay. we can look at porn. Yeah. And before that, we'd only had magazines. You know, with like a chick." sitting there with yep. his tits out or whatever or maybe a guy banging her but and uh i think the first url that i forget if i thought it up or he thought it up but like back then you didn't really have a search engine so you yep. would just have to guess urls so i think it was poopsex.com <laughs> is what we typed in and you know the images real no jumper fans have heard me say this a hundred times but the image is loading like bip 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 and you know it's like a body, it's a butt, it's bip, bip, it's a turd yep. coming out of the butt. Just slowly, like bip, bar by bar, bip, it's a girl it, yeah. eating the fucking turd out of the. <laughs> Bro, I got turned out real quick right there. Like all of a sudden, I just like I didn't get introduced to like sex. Yeah, porn. just like a like a naked girl or something. I don't even think I had seen a video of sex at that time, and all of a sudden I'm looking at, and you know you keep going down the page, and it's They're just more and shit. more of yeah. these people eating shit. That's. Wow. I mean, that was the beginning and the end of my exploration into that. It's not like I continued to consume that content, but it was pretty mind-blowing that that exists. That's never appealed to me either. Yeah, I don't don't think I want to, like, shit on someone. There's a lot of things I don't want to do. Like, you know, even the fisting thing to me is super weird. Yeah, that's not attractive to me. I don't want to fist. No. I don't want to get pegged. I don't want to explore my booty all at all. No, no. You don't get pegged? No. You can tell me. I don't want to get pegged. I don't want to fist. Fisting is fucked. 
Like, that's not appealing to me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have my whole hand in that I shit. I don't want to do a science experiment. No, no. I don't want to find out how much can fit in there. I'm cool with whatever the fair quantity is. I don't yeah. need my whole fist. The best quote I ever seen on it was uh, back in the day, uh, there was a double XL sex issue. They would have okay. like a sex issue every year, yeah. which was their ch- excuse to like put a half naked rapper chick on the cover or whatever, yeah. you know? And um, they. Uh, have, they would have rappers answer all these questions. It'd be like one question, and then all these rappers giving their opinion on it. And this is like before the internet, so it was like this kind of content was like, wow, like you're gonna finally actually hear from some rappers. Yeah. And one of the questions was like, would you do? Do you do anal sex? What's your policy on anal sex? And Fifty Cent's response was, we ain't in jail. We don't got to do all that. <laughs> and I always thought. That's pretty reasonable. Like that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Like that that's something that you might like end up if you're gonna do like thirty years in jail, you might end up having to get your booty hole cracked for or sure. cracking somebody else's booty hole. For sure. You for know? sure. Thirty I years mean, in jail, I mean I, I can't imagine myself doing it, but I also haven't had to do thirty years yeah, in jail. It it changes you. I Clearly imagine. a lot of people are doing their bid and, and getting some male booty cheeks in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But as long as I'm on the outside and I can have vaginal intercourse, do I really need to get anything put in my butt no i'm cool no you don't have to do that when you're free that's like uh you know that really is just a prison exclusive that's a fact who's your friend that gave me this insane grinder this magnetic grinder that that's my friend attila he uh he he runs cubis the company that makes us pretty sick those are sick magnetic i didn't know he made that he uh he picked me up earlier he's got the no jumper uh, logo yeah, he picked he picked me up and he was like, "Yo, I made this. Can you give it to him?" And I was like, "You could just come in, you know." And he's like, "Cool." You got to uh, DM me his at so I can yeah. shout it out on the gram or something. Yeah, I got you. Th- those things are dope. Those things are dope. I uh, I actually I collabed with him to make some some like goblin grinders. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cool shit. Do you have uh, anything you want to shout out or anything? Because uh, we got to wrap this. Yeah, let's uh, hey follow me on Instagram gbln420, uh, Twitter at the goblin with three n's. YouTube Goblin, you know? Pretty easy to find me on YouTube. Respectable shit, man. I like a nice working class YouTuber talking about drug binges. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I think it's important to talk about it. I try not to glorify it, mm. you know? I just try to share the experience. Yeah, this um, is by no means an endorsement. Of kids. course. I, I've tried to make more harm reduction videos as of. We did that progressed. so you didn't have to go through that. Of course. That's how I feel about Take it. Take this as a cautionary tale. That's what my disclaimer says. Exactly that, pretty much beautiful thing goblin it thank is. you for your time man i appreciate thank you, you for having me on i appreciate you no jumper coolest podcast in the world check us on youtube tiktok patreon instagram etc no jumper.com if you want to support and please drop a like appreciate y'all hell yeah thanks man that was a good one thank you for having me on